Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with ECS DNA Kit by Endo Canna Health. I did this years ago and it continues to empower me to get nerdy with my cannabis choices, which you know I like. If you've watched our Cannabis Legalization News podcast, did you know that right now you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com? That's E-N-D-O-D-N-A.com. And use promo code POD25. That is P-O-D, the number two, the number five. Your purchase includes the EndoDNA Collection Kit, EndoDecoded Report, Personalized Cannabinoid and Terpene Suggestion, EndoAligned Product Matching in Your State, Suggested Dosage Guidelines, and Optimum Methods of Administration. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop Endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, EndoDNA is celebrating their new patent with a BOGO offer on their Afeka soft gels lineup. Since so many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afeka Unwind, created to support healthy sleep cycles using a patented proprietary formula of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are made of this. So buy one, get one, my friend. You can shop online at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at checkout to save 25% on your DNA test kit. Oh, I'm not sure if I'm already on the screen. What's up, everybody? Thanks for some on uh, oh. Some days just suck. Yeah, I'm not ready. <laughs> you got a case yeah, of the Wednesdays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> case of the Wednesdays, my ass. But, um, oh, fuck, things with you, man. That's cool. I'm in between uh, things right now, so I stopped and just grabbed some weed. Um, yeah, I, this is why I, I do this, man. So, like, other states, I mean, I, I go to the fucking store. I went to the yeah. store, I gave the guy, had a transaction, gave him cash. And I walked away with safe cannabis that I know is going to be quality. Hey, how this much shit. is that a gram out there? How much does quality a gram cost in uh, the Washington area? So this was a quarter, and I paid. Oh fuck, dude. Um, here it is. Uh, fifty-six. I got a discount though, so it would have been eighty. Fifty-six a quarter. Wow. Yeah. Um, again, we don't like to do too much math on the show, simply because they. They have an algorithm to flag math, but uh, let's see, 56 a quarter, that's 128, so divided by two, so 56 times 64, that's not bad. Yeah, no, I mean, this is quality, this is, uh, I would say, mid-grade, you know, and uh, it's 3,600 a pound. Retail. You know, how I would equate this, this is good for patients, right? Like, the price is a little shitty because some patients need a lot of weed and you know, it's becomes expensive at that point. That's why you should be able to grow your own. But on the other side, um, if this was like a medicine that I'd only use like once a week, that'd be good enough for there 60 bucks, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, it, it was an interesting week of cannabis legalization news in the state of Illinois. And if you're joining us from there, you know, smash those likes uh, and then tag us down at the bottom and tell us what your score was. So good news. Um, all of my, my applications were perfect. Uh, however, that doesn't mean the state graded them all perfectly. 
Uh, and right. so like, yeah. And so there was a lawsuit that was filed and then it's, it's a lawsuit that throws literally everything except for the kitchen sink at the, um, uh, at the cannabis licensing for at least the craft grower process. And so that's really our main story. Uh, it's called sustainable, sustainable innovations versus the Illinois department of agriculture. And Illinois just, okay. Yeah. Well, I was just going to read about the, uh, I was going to just read about the um, uh, the lawsuit, but what, what's your question? I was just say Illinois is a constant shit show because of the lawsuits, right? Like how it constantly, you guys aren't seeing the potential for real legalization, which is very Nothing. sad. It's very yeah. unfortunate. It is the, the Illinois is a daily, real-time lesson against limiting licensing. <laughs> like it's a real-time lesson against the limited licensing uh, regulatory structure because it's been three years, nothing's happened. The only thing that's happened is a lawsuit. This new lawsuit, uh, the only way it could be even more muddy is if they would have also thrown the dormant commerce clause in, but they wouldn't do that because that hurts them. And so, like, somebody else could just really put the gasoline on the fire and, like, come in from out of state and be like, hey, you're not allowed to discriminate against us either. Um, but, yeah. It's kind of sad, though, man, because, like, in this case, there's no winners, right? Like, the delay. Oh, hurts. no. And all the people that have already won are now getting uh, attacked. And so these guys, they're at the, these, these plaintiffs. Interestingly enough, if we read the complaint, one of them is actually from Peoria. I think it's this. And so I'm, and I saw that there's a lot a lawyer on this from Peoria, and so I'm going to have to like call him up and see because he's he's a signatory on the end of it. But it talks about how uh, here's what the law says: this law is supposed to be for social equity. So there's one way that they tried to have social equity here. They call it the buy-in provision. That's for teams that had more than ten full-time employees. So they try mm. to invalidate those because 15 of the licenses evidently have these 10 full-time employees. And then they said, you're also everybody who's moving their license. They're trying to invalidate those licenses because they said you weren't supposed to be able to move the licenses. You were supposed to be able to operate the licenses and have the area. So they have an account too, injunctive relief and declaratory mm. judgment uh, for changes regarding the property. And they go after about like 19 different craft grows that have to uh, change their locations. Uh, and then they go after all of the craft grows after that with count three. Uh, well, first off, they do this count three, the declaratory judgment regarding the veteran status. This one might actually be meritorious. Uh, I don't believe that they've phrased it right here. They talk about the equal protection clause. While true, yeah. in Illinois, I would have first made it about uh, the most relevant uh, prohibition in the Illinois Constitution regarding special legislation. Uh, and then I may have done another count for equal protection. They didn't do that. They might amend their complaint and do it. But... Uh, only 6% of the population is a veteran. The whole law was supposed to be to help social equity applicants. And then the only people that could get this license were social equity veterans. Uh, but it wasn't about helping veterans. And so 6% is not 100%. Uh, and that, therefore, it would be a special law. So it only applies to these particular people, uh, as opposed to the people in general, which, of course, is uh, a, it's fairly close to a, a, an equal protection constitutional challenge that special legislation clause in Illinois and many other states have it as well. Uh, this lawsuit. Then, well, then four. <laughs> oh, the shit. Four counts. We're not done. Yeah. So, like, like I said, this is the kitchen sink lawsuit. They threw everything mm. against it except for the dormant commerce clause because that would have defeated their own claim. 
And so uh, the declaratory judgment for failure to issue all the loss, uh, the licenses, they only issued 88. They didn't issue 100. And then I think count five or uh, yeah, count five goes to <laughs> declaratory judgment regarding uh, licenses issued to multiple entities. And so some of these uh, entities are three flowers, for example, they got three licenses. And this is where it gets bizarre because you were only allowed one license. They were yeah. applying more than once for the same license uh, in uh, the, the round, which makes no sense. And so, like, I, I don't understand how you could have gotten unless you applied more than once in the first round, but you were only allowed to win once. And so you're only given one shot. And so like that one might also be successful. And then uh, there's this, oh, that's where it just ends. But they also mentioned that they're trying to get the licenses that haven't been, uh, it may be regarding uh, count two, but the ones that haven't been open, uh, it's changes to property, I guess, count two. And so, like they said, you had to be open in six months and you aren't. So you're supposed to give up your license. And they're asking for uh, a license last year to give up their licenses. Uh, let's see. Is that count three or four? Oh, my God, though. It just, it just seems like blatant corruption. Yeah. Why, it, why is Illinois so bad with that? Like, as far as um, this lawsuit limiting your market, but also, like, who's behind this lawsuit? Like, who's where's the money behind this? I don't know. But is it know. MSOs? That are, that are they're suing that are behind like the the funding of this license that it could to, just to... be it could just be wealthy people that have enough money to fight and so now that the scores came out like i said all of our applications were perfect but that yeah. doesn't mean and then so the veteran points that's a good claim because this person's perfect but they mm. just aren't a veteran so why did you say that they could even apply for this license i mean if, if that was the only people who can get them why did they invest all this time and money and effort to get this license if they couldn't get the license anyway? Well, how does uh, somebody then, get more of the allotted licenses? What's up? And then also, how does someone else get more than the allotted licenses, right? You said there's yeah. two, two is a yeah. limit, so. Right. And how do <laughs> yeah. they get more than the allotted licenses? That makes no sense. Um, and then the other lawsuits that'll happen is the state just screws stuff just up. Stuff and up. so, like, and a, so lot like a lot of the people that were perfect. perfect. Oh, crap. I'm on a loop. You can, we mean, I, I can hear myself can twice. Hear myself twice. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but like, you're still going through the KPI scenario too, right? Is KPI? No, this no. isn't K. Yeah, well, KPMG may be in, involved, but I have to change the, uh, the the speakers on this because, like, I'm on a loop. Yeah, you are. I can hear you too. All right. How about now? Yeah, you sound better. Yeah. How about for the folks at home? How does he sound? <laughs> no, nobody cares. Oh, I can never tell. They're, got, uh, they're on backwards. Our, our, our day ones are here. I appreciate them. Chad, John, you know, uh, Keith, Ron. Uh, so yeah, Jenny that's Bond. the uh, the big news though in Illinois is just uh, it's just continuing to be a dumpster fire and uh, an education as to why you don't limit the number of licenses uh, at the state level because you create these market perturbances and then uh, lawsuits continue forever. And if you have one, go on over to cannabisindustrylawyer.com and get in touch with us. Actually, you'd probably just want to email me at tomatcollateralbase.com because that, that I didn't get a chance to call the guy back, but somebody called. And so it probably the same thing. It's it probably happened to at least uh, 20, 20 perfect scores that should have been out there that didn't get their points for whatever BS region. But you know, to just overall, just to ensure a fair market, any of these states, how they should be doing it. It's just like a, if you're one bingo ball per entity, you know what I mean? Like 
Like if you're going to have a fair lottery, a fair way of doing things, because you, you're always enabling the big money to say, hey, I'm going to buy more bingo balls because I'll increase my odds. And also, hey, you just won, so I'll buy your bingo ball. I mean, that's unfortunate, and it should be one license per entity, and that would make a more better, for lack of a way of saying things. Uh, uh, New market, Jersey. New, there, you know. Like, again, like when it comes to social equity, there's what New Jersey's doing and then what everybody else is doing. And so yeah. if people want to do the social equity thing where you're going to be handing out these licenses and they will be somewhat limited, you use the jurisdiction that is the most local to do the limiting. Uh, and you don't use the state jurisdiction to do the limiting. So that's the dual licensing structure. You see it in uh, Michigan. You see it in uh, New Jersey. You see it in Massachusetts. You see it in the West Coast with California. Uh, it just works better. Yeah. I, I, well, I'm, I mean, we all have our, I, I personally, Oklahoma. Oklahoma! Uh, there, uh, I'm assuming that that would also, I don't know how much, uh, you know, they've stopped because zoning laws are very local. And so zoning laws usually allow whatever municipality to say if they're going to have another bar or strip club or, or shooting range or whatever right. type of, uh, you know, ooh, dangerous business there is out there that we need to regulate and give it like a non-conforming use or a variance or a special use permit, some type of hoops they have to jump through and regulations. That's fine if it's on a local level. But then think about how many craft grows would be in the state of Illinois, how many craft breweries are in the state of Illinois, you know, there's over 600 Starbucks in the state of oh. Illinois, so you could easily have over 600 dispensaries as opposed to the hundred we have. And, and I mean, if you can just allow craft grow like a, like a small personal consumer to be enabled to be in the market. Oh my goodness. Your strain varieties would be amazing. Your, your, your quality, uh, would be amazing in a, in a fair market if if uh people who knew how to grow weed and grew it intentionally for the uh you know because of a small license fee you know that's in the end how do you get rid of like uh the traditional market but well uh, and, and so, how you did it in uh washington state I, I you guys still have hundreds of growers you do uh and then you have about 500 dispensaries for a population yeah. of about 6 million. So that would be like us having a thousand dispensaries in the state of Illinois. Uh, and so see, that's even the hundred. Yeah, but it's not really because even the hundred we had have now does not compare to what the medical market was, man. I'm telling you, there was thousands of dispensaries. You could throw a rock and granted, I imagine a lot of the money is diversion, how they're saying right. whatever, but you know, no one died. You know, there was a, it enabled a, a huge, amazing market and, and and opportunity for growth and financial success for so many people off of a plant, you know, and uh, uh, it was just easier to get in the business back. It just not like Oklahoma, but uh, now the how it should be though. There should be the reason why that market no longer exists is because it wasn't regulated. It wasn't even self-regulating, and so. You know, if there was self-regulation, I really think they would have had a leg to stand on, but no one... Self-regulation and tax collection, then yes. But yeah. uh, it's a taxed plant. That's one of the things that you have to understand, is that this is going to be a taxed plant because the feds and the states and the local municipalities want their money. But everything's taxed, right? Like yeah. broccoli's taxed is some sort of business. I got know, a tomatoes. bill from Peoria, Illinois to pay for rainwater. $43. 
To pay for what? Rainwater. Oh, shit. Jesus, really? Well, and again, there's the weirdest things that we get charged for all the time, right? Like maybe your cable bill, you know, you get charged like a uh, lazy fee. You're like, what the fuck's this lazy fee? You're like, Never mind, I am lazy. Lazy fee, huh? Nice. I just, I'm just saying, like, there's different things that always, for businesses, how they're going to nickel and dime it. But that's what makes it a, uh, I guess, mainstream or normal, you know? Like, that's what we're trying to get with cannabis is to have a normal, where it is the social norm. I mean, it is for me already in, in my circles, but, you know, it'll be just a normal stop at the dispensary versus uh, the bar. Yeah, I'm not sure how long that's going to take. And also, I'm having in Google might be having a little bit of a, a, a an error. I can't scroll through the show notes. But I already have the next oh. uh, article already up. And so maybe I'll kill yeah, that up? page and then go to another page and pull up the show notes again. But let's hit a bumper and do something. U.S. mayors have approved a resolution demanding Congress fix marijuana banking issues and end prohibition. That is being reported out of the Marijuana Moment. Uh, The U.S. Conference of Mayors, uh, during its 90th annual meeting on Monday, adopted a separate measure calling for an end to federal prohibition and uh, promoting social equity in the industry, of course, which you know, we just discussed at the top of the show. Uh, if you're trying to do social equity and limit licenses, the only thing that really will happen is lawsuits. Uh, and that is our history one. So, Miggy, do you have uh, any show notes or I mean, you said you're in a car, but. Uh... Well, safe banking is huge, right? Like this has definitely been a Washington state topic. You know, it's kind of what's kind of nice about being in a legal state is the news you see when it involves cannabis actually involves like business and regulation. It's not so much about the bust or whatever now they, you know, on the media. But, uh, you know, this would help a lot of people and save lives. Mm-hmm. No, it really you know. does. Safe banking is not just for banking. It's also safe dispensary access. The conflict between the state laws and the federal laws, yeah. significant challenges and barriers for legally owned and operated recreational and medical cannabis businesses. Yes, there are. And then they, they can't get banking services. Um, mayors of Tacoma, Washington, uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, Henderson, Nevada, they all sponsored the resolution, which represents 1,400 U.S. cities with populations of 30,000 or more. And they're calling. Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I mean, that makes sense because Florida's medical market is quite vibrant. They have a lot of sales. Mm. They just don't have a lot of operators. That's the problem. Hmm. I didn't realize that. Yep. Well, you know, I'm glad that the National League of Cities is trying to uh, also pass a resolution that says they need to remove cannabis from the Controlled Substances Act. I mean, all these cities are trying to get together and all these uh, uh, representatives are trying to get together and they're trying to change the law. And it seems like it should be so dang easy because we really when it comes right down to it, you take one word out of one statute, you just delete it. You know, it's all we're really looking for, all the regulations and how we're going to fix doing it. That's fine. Let's do that after we make it not a crime and then figure out how to let those people out of prison. And then we get some regulations going. You don't think that they're just going to make it legal and then have no regulation, but they can't agree how to do the regulation. So why don't they just make it legal? That's, you know, I, you, I really, 
that's the, the tough question, right? Why can't we just schedule it and, and, and save America's pain in the ass? You know, the, the war on drugs is not, you know, it's failed. It's failed. It, it doesn't accomplish anything. It enables so bad behavior. People. Yeah. But, you know, it's kind of like, I, I think about alcohol, right? right? Why is it that alcohol prohibition ended because there were so many speakeasies and, and the common citizen was doing it anyways? You know, marijuana, because it is also medicine, and it's also a good time, depending on what you're smoking and how you, what, you're, what, what you're looking to achieve, what kind of experience you're looking to have, can give you a good experience. Uh, but alcohol, it's just why did, why do we have to prove that this plant is medicine first? And then it, and then it, and it could also be like a, a, a fiber. It could also be a, a, a food protein. You know, but also it's fun to smoke sometimes and can be turned into rosin or, you know, it's a such a diverse plant that you have to prove in these states, hey, here's medical law. And then most people can say, oh, look, no one died. No and one then- <laughs> died. Can you believe that? We have to actually tell this to people. I just I just don't even get it. But it, well, yeah, it's 20 420, baby, 420. It's happening sometime somewhere. some nice stuff hey you also had some nice stuff appears uh and that's uh, some washington's finest mine oh gosh what is that i want to say that's that purple banana that i grew last fall uh, but mm. shout out from uh, our sponsor collateral base it's now there for you your company can run through the collateral base software portal uh, it's the bank of your business and if you really want to make sure that your contracts are in order the deal doesn't get changed afterwards and you have somebody there to walk you through things so that you can take the board meetings that you need to have. You can document it so it's admissible evidence. And that, uh, you know, when you bring the investors on, the deal is the deal. When you bring the partners together, the deal is the deal. Uh, and then it's all organized. And then we start organizing your application because there's a hard drive in there as well. So I can upload stuff for you. Check it out. You can email me at Tom at Collateral Base or visit CollateralBase.com to... Uh, help to work with us right on dude you know uh this is the frustrating part about like activism and prohibition and like we just got done doing our little 420 smoke right and we could probably smoke every 10 minutes and at the end of the the hour i could drive away and be fine whereas if we were doing shots there's no hell way i could actually like be safe on the road or whatever but it's like what we talked about with the Seattle Hemp Fest, with a large amount of people consuming cannabis. Cannabis is a much to do about nothing. And that's what's so frustrating about this plant is proving these people, yeah, I'm having a relaxing time or experience, but also not intoxicated in the sense that people view heroin. Oh, yeah. Know? And then and then you know how they look at you after you say something like that. Oh yeah, sure, Charlie Kelly with the persecution. You're you just need to set the next couple of ones out. You sound crazy when you say stuff like that. Yeah, totally, man. Well, uh, that's that's the problem, and it's the continued. Um, it's it, people say it's the stigma, or it's the prohibition. It's the yeah. result of the the illegality and the criminality of the cannabis plant. The cannabis plant has like the the ah. Oh, 
if if cannabis could anthropomorphize and become like a, its own little human, kind of like that cannabis puppet that I have back there, <laughs> it would have the biggest personal injury claim in the history of the world against <laughs> the human race. It'd be like, what did the what did the human race do to you, cannabis plant? Are you freaking kidding me? Uh, yeah. Let's talk with Harry J. Let's start with Harry J. Anslinger, or, or I guess it wouldn't even be the human race. It would be America, because then America starts <laughs> exporting that crap to the rest of the world, and America, pardon the the you know dirty language, but really fucked over the cannabis plant. Well, the, the ignorance instigated and propagated, right? Like this, it's, it's the gateway drug to what? Nothing. It's the gateway. And, and it's associated with crime. It's association with, uh, well, if they're going to do that, they're also going to do other things, right? You know, opposed to like a moral, again, legalizing morality. You know, uh, uh, of course, once you already made something like this benign plant illegal, and I do get involved in the business, and then there's another offer. Well, you know what? I'm already doing a bunch of illegal shit. So that people can cross the line on that side, which... Prohibition enables like fucked up behavior, like the dark side of like man, you know, like, well, I can make money short lived. Like for me, I've always like when I was a pharmacist, when I used to sell, you know, I've always drew a line on things like I only sell weed and uh, mushrooms and stuff like you that. Always but, checked her ID. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, you know, not everybody has the same moral code. You're right. There's not everybody who believes like I don't want to make my neighborhoods worse. I just want to have responsible people enjoy time in life and you know yeah. consume responsibly like true you know there's some good news that we can get, we mm. talk to there was some good trending news this week and so let's uh let's cut to the trending news. what's up everybody cannabis industry lawyer here to report on some trending news mississippi's open for business and uh there have been over 1800 people and businesses that have applied for a cannabis license in the state of mississippi uh nice. maybe, and most of those 85 percent of those 2000 uh you know people that have applied so far they are applying for being a cardholder and that's one of the toughest little things that you have uh when you know, what's the market going to look like in a new state that's yeah. starting brand new uh, in a Mississippi, Oklahoma, you know, 10% of the population in four years. Uh, with Mississippi, 2,000 people's already signed up. If it's going to be open and it's, it's easy for patients to get a card, uh, that's good also for the businesses that want to get their license. And Mississippi is making it uh, an unlimited state. And so it's an open market state small tiers mm. small uh, and the regulations don't look that big it kind of looks uh, kind of like a, a connecticut or a new york provisional where there's a lot of information about you like your tax returns and your resumes and your uh, so they ensure mm. like where you live and and so they ensure all the facts about you and then you do actually have to have an operational plan and so that's going to be our webinar here because uh, the in july uh, the uh dispensary is open and right now you can start your application for your cultivation license in the state of mississippi so we're going to do a webinar on how to write a cannabis application and i'm going to go to not the security plan i got a guy for that but the operational yeah. plan and then i'll start writing the operational plan and then we'll have a package deal for all the calls that we get over at cannabisindustrylawyer.com regarding Mississippi. But let's talk more about the uh, the article here. I mean, it's pretty cool. And then, of yeah, course, marijuana moment. 
They are the yeah. news when it comes to cannabis legalization online. Well, 1,800 new patients at least registered already. That's a great start. And, you know, the the South, the, the fact that Mississippi is one of the first ones to do it and, and we're, they're going to have this market, I, 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 it's going to be great to watch and see how they grow because they're going to pull a lot of out-of-state. Who, oh, who, yeah. who is Mississippi border? Well, Louisiana? Yeah. Louisiana uh, and then Alabama. Alabama's falling yeah. a little behind them, but they wanted to do a very, very tight, you know, highly controlled limited market uh not in mississippi 85 percent of those who made accounts in the portals are patients seeking cannabis treatment 15 businesses and nine medical practitioners have completed their applications uh and that means that those 15 businesses they were probably already chomping at the bit and they had had those applications ready to go but the regulations only recently came out and so maybe these guys were like inside trackers or they don't have a complete application either way i don't care uh, and then nine doctors so that's the problem. So we have all these patients that we have. So these nine doctors have 1,800 patients. And you know, if they're coming to see you for weed, he's like, well, that's that's just like getting them in the door. I mean, they're going to need uh, medicine that you can actually invoice. Because uh, doctors, oh, yeah. man, as a lawyer, I, I look at doctors with envy. I'm like, what do you mean you just bill insurance? I'm not allowed to bill insurance unless my client is the insurance company. And then I'm saying, no, you don't have a claim. Well, they have only nine, too. You know, a lot of doctors fear uh, the whole, like, putting their name on this. They think they're going to lose their license and stuff. So uh, do they already have the nine doctors established? I'm curious. I don't know. know, Why would the nine doctors uh, worry about losing their license? Like, I've been published in the American Bar Association's journals again. And so we'll talk about that later in the show. But, um, you know. The American Bar Association doesn't say shit about my law license. That's the state of Illinois, the state of Wisconsin, maybe the state of Jersey. Oh, yeah? I'll be back. I'll I'll be back. All right. Phone call. All right. I'll fill time. Well, while Miggy is answering that phone call, I'm going to go back to this. Uh, Nine doctors are now going to get these 1,800 patients. It's a portal. Uh, Of course, the Mississippi Department of Revenue will be handling the... um, uh, dispensary applications and those are coming July 1st hopeful patients and then this this I don't understand this is seems way too optimistic for me it looks like we'll be able to see products by the end of the year now magic right you applied for a license to grow in can- uh, for cannabis in Mississippi uh, already and you're one of those 15 that have uh, completed their application it's not like they're just going to immediately have your application reviewed uh, so that review process will take a little bit of time. Oh, great. Now you've been approved. Okay, now get uh, building. Unless they've already built their facilities. I've heard there's rumors that some have actually started and completed their build. Okay, great. Let's assume that they're already built too. Uh, and then they're given the license. Go. And it's July 1st. Where are they starting from? All right, do they already have moms that could start clones right then? Then you may be able to hit that. Just barely by the first of the year. But it would be tight. Uh, or are they going to have to start from, eh, I mean, I guess they start from clone and then they go from clone through flower and cure five months, start July. Oh, that's talk about shoehorning it. I mean, like you would really need to have to be ready to go right now. And I don't think they are, but maybe. And it was trending and I'm glad that uh, Mississippi is doing a lot. We're going to have to get down to Mississippi and go to some trade shows. There's one in July. 
I know uh, 3C is going to be there. I saw his Facebook post going around about that. Canna one. Uh, and then there's some other ones. There's a Lucky Leaf one, I want to say, in the later part of the year. But if you are planning on going to a Mississippi uh, cannabis trade show, leave it in the comments and give us a thumbs up while you're down there. What else is going on in the news? Remove that and go to the next story. Let's see. Oh, stocks. And then Miggy's right back in time for stock news. Hey, Woo, Miggy. Pot stocks. We're going to do some pot stocks real quick. How about that? Do it. And uh, cannabis. Oh, I've got that echo. Miggy, it might be your. As stocks continue to tank, look at sales growth for turnaround signs. Who is reporting on this? Investing.com. And investing.com uh, needs to have this popped up a little bit. And then here I am. Oh. Yeah. Trying to find an internet source. And then I, is anybody else hearing the uh, the circular me? I heard you a little bit. I mean, but no, not now. Uh, you, well, I'm not, not talking. Not, well, we know I'm not, you're not looping, though. Yeah, I, I still hear the loop. I still heard the loop. Uh, you sound good at my end. Um, what is, like, why, you know, uh, I, I just bought this quarter, and the, the store was slow. And uh, the guy was like, yeah, I don't know if it's a recession or what, but we've been slow for a couple of days. And, you know, I really, and he's like, but again, cannabis is recession proof. People are going to still buy weed, happy, sad. You know, isn't this mostly the market just trying to find stability? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, it's just this is in Toronto. Nobody cares about cannabis stocks. They've sold off terribly. Uh, they're they're almost approaching regular uh, price to earning multiples. But if if safe banking passes, they still won't be profitable because you need to get it federally legal and then they'll be profitable. But we'll see if that ever happens. I mean, uh, people are going to keep gambling and trying. I I personally am not going to get involved in cannabis stocks until federal legalization happens. Like, I just. I think you're going to have a lot of viable turnout. It's still the lottery, depending on who you pick. Like, you don't know. Mm-hmm. So, but, I mean, that's, that's my play. Do you have, do you have pot stocks? Oh, yeah. I've gotten killed on pot stocks. And so, yeah. you know, I bought the MSOS at like almost 40. And now it's maybe at like 14. Um, and then, do you know how stocks work? Like how you can take a loss and like what uh, uh, taxes work? And so like sometimes you'll just be like, all right, I'm not exiting that now because I don't want that to be, uh, you know, regular income or regular losses. I would prefer to that be uh, long term capital gains or losses. And right. with the stocks like those suckers, they sold off so much that that's fine for me because I have a small position. But then if you're a family office like, you know, who bankrolled all of these guys that are publicly traded now. Uh, and then they were their investor bankers that that had to uh, go through it. Uh, it's it's just I'd be hard pressed to be like, why do you want me to give you more money, or why would I invest more in this? You know, because your stock price really depends on a limited market, which would never happen if it was federally legal. Sure, you'll be more profitable. You're going to have more taxes. It's really difficult to scale this business. Yeah, the, the capital costs are really really high. Like. It, and then at the I end, did, like you're making tomatoes. Yeah, 
but I, I just still don't see a big brand name out there that I see is going to be for the whole longevity, you know, for the culture and all the other, you know, the consumer, you know, something that identifies with the consumers. Mm-hmm. But I, I just, I don't see an MSO that big yet that's going to survive, you know, once federal hits. But we'll see. Yep. You got going on for next one. Right. You just type it away. I feel you. Hey, we can keep you in a spam with this naked HD sexy chat in our chat. So uh, don't click Seriously, that. we're getting spammed in the live chat? Yeah, I can see it popping up. Oh, God. I mean, like that's the problem. No, block that user. And then... Uh, there you go. You know, it's just one of those deals where... Uh, Business is not nice, nor is it fair. Uh, and so one of the things about business is I have your money. And if you have a problem with it, you can sue me. Uh, and that is thick all over uh, the cannabis industry, especially when it's in the limited market states or even in the in- unlimited market yeah. states, just because it's competition. And so, they, oh, that person's getting a market share. Spam the dick out of them. Let's see if we can get them uh, uh, blacklisted <laughs> or busted or get the video deleted. It's terrible, but it's just one of the things that you have to watch out for in the industry. At least I haven't had the FBI called on me anytime soon. So we have some international. No, no, no. It happens. This is a good story. Every now and then you get a good story and you're like, that story is a good story. And this international episode of Cannabis Legalization News features Thailand to releasing all of its cannabis prisoners. Wouldn't you love to re- read this, but replace the word Thailand with your country? It's probably the United um, States, right? Wouldn't that be crazy? Seriously. What, uh, how, are they, how are they doing this? How, how are they magically able to do this? We well, can't. Johnny Green is reporting on this for the International Cannabis Business Conference, and they are reporting on this. Just a matter of days, Thailand implementing a very unique and bold approach to cannabis policy on June 9th. New law into effect that will allow home cultivation, and it will also uh, launch registration program for households can cultivate at uh, THC and use harvest in various ways, including selling to the government. And where is the, uh, they are releasing all the prisoners. There's the, the freed ones, current prosecutions. In addition to people being freed from prison, current prosecutions will be abandoned. Previously convicted of some cannabis offenses will have those prosecutions removed from their records. You know, and again, we talked about how why this is going to be hard in the United States because of the multiple charges layered upon other charges. It's not always just a weed charge, right? It's a, uh, trafficking or uh, uh, gun charges layered on top of it or uh, failure to pay taxes, you know, just other things so they can try and keep you behind bars as long as possible. Do you know what the newspaper in uh, Thailand is called? Specifically Mm -hmm. out of Bangkok? Bangkok News? Nope, Bangkok Post. The Bangkok Post is reporting though. Uh, Thailand will release thousands of people currently serving time for cannabis offenses. Uh, And so these ongoing trials and detentions and related offenses will be canceled once the revised restrictions take effect on Thursday, which is already pretty much today in Thailand. They're ahead of us here in the United States, I believe. Uh, And and so that's that's fantastic. When they wake up tomorrow, uh, it's legal. Uh, They're going to let people out of uh, prison. They're going to allow people to cultivate it. 
good news. They're giving time. away plants too. They were giving away some plants last month as well. Like they gave like ten thousand clones or something like that. It's an estimated four thousand cannabis prisoners that will be released in Thailand. Uh, that doesn't seem to include pending cases, expungement for people that already served their sentences, and the prevention of future cases. Significant move by Thailand. Reported by Johnny Green out of the International Cannabis Business Conference. Good old Johnny. Good old Johnny. And then good old Thailand, I tell you. That was good news. Yeah. I wish America would just catch the fuck up. No, no, this is what America's got. <clears throat> Marijuana regulators have held a closed door conference to discuss the future of reform and industry challenges. They say that's what America has. America has closed doors. Let's talk about a plan and then we'll tell other people what we're going to do. You know, yeah. freedom. That's what happened here in Washington State. Uh, the Washington State Liquor uh, and Cannabis Board uh, settled lawsuits because of this. Mm-hmm. Well, this is uh, just details of the closed to press gathering organized by the nonpartisan Cannabis Regulators Association. That is, CANRA was shared exclusively with Marijuana Moment ahead of the event. Of course, you know, Marijuana Moment is the marquee uh, news outlet in the cannabis space. We felt like this was an opportunity for us to more formally introduce ourselves to stakeholders and formalize some of those relationships and hear a wide range of perspectives in person to be able to hear different views. Canra Executive Director Gillian, or Gillian, if she pronounces her name that way, but I highly doubt it, Shower told Marijuana Moment in a phone interview. Man, just, I just wish Schumer would just let the, the more act be heard. Let people make a stance. Yeah, you know, we 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 could be done with this shit. We could be done. We could be. It's it's like everybody's like you should just have a one page bill. You shouldn't. I mean, one page, man. It's it's real easy. We could probably fill it out like on a napkin or something. It's yeah. Like, here's the word <laughs> that it is in this. You see this law right here with this word in it? No, it's not. End of. <laughs> yeah. um, but I'm glad that the regulators are. Uh, talking to one another because the regulation, the regulators, they really aren't trying to play gotcha. They're usually trying to do their job so that the cannabis is safe and people are following the rules and they are paying their taxes. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that, bro. Yep. But we'll get there one day. I mean, a lot further than we were. Are we? I don't know. I mean, I live in Illinois, so like, the most jaded he's like you sure are you really and are you further along it's you're further in debt huh uh, you're a little older all right yo uh, you have a license great yeah well, oh, another well, lawsuit was filed ding ding yay. uh and and then meanwhile in new jersey they issue licenses and then mississippi opens and it appears like and then now i hear from i hear rumors out of new york that this because there's no numbers in New York in the sense that they're going to put a limit on the, the number of licenses. Uh, so yeah. it should eventually be open. Hopefully it's a rolling uh, window, just like they have in New Jersey. And if they prioritize social equity, process their application first. You know? No, I, I just deschedule it. When this thing's federally, we can start structuring it. But, you know, I just honestly, we have an opportunity now, the MORAC. I can't think of any other 
reason why to, to, to chase any other avenue. You know, we, we, we have, you know, because of the parliamentary procedure being so twisted and long and because the, the right and left are so fucked up, we already have a thing out there. And if we could focus on it and get to that to light, I, you know, it would make a world of difference to everybody's lives. I don't know about that. I think it would just be censored by the algorithm. If we could figure out how to uh, have the algorithm either be improved so it just really censors... Um, yeah, that's, you know, well, that's another part. Like illegal sales as opposed to just anything regarding the plant. You know, if it's Please. just regarding anything regarding the plant, that really sucks. But, you know, we have not had uh, an advertise. You can't have an advertisement very often for uh, cannabis uh, on TV, like the Super Bowl, like you could if it was, mm. you know, beer. You can't do it anymore for nicotine either, but you can sell as many frickin' drugs, uh, provided that it has a prescription <laughs> for it, on the news. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, our industry or our our society because when you watch the evening news or something that really is like that's all of us that's that's what's going on in the world that's the world brought to you by drugs well and you know what shit because like having been a part of cannabis media social media and you know experiencing getting blocked deleted uh you know different reasons for just for talking about prices or just about the plant itself but then like in our bigger group the free tac group you know, I'm constantly fighting spam. You know, if, you know, why are you penalizing us, the, the creators, creating safe spaces and websites and that, you know, like presentation of like law and like good quality cannabis slash medicine slash recreational use? You know, we're the ones being penalized for mm -hmm. speaking out. Whereas these, the, 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 the true uh, culprit out there are the people spamming all these like click of this link and, and we sell seeds and, 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 you know, you know, I'm a plug, you know, like all these just mm -hmm. constant, like how are they going to They can't keep up. Those are the bad guys. Those are the yep. things that they should be chasing after, but that's right. Hey, they should. Hey, <laughs> I gotta get going though. I gotta jump in another uh, actual work meeting here in uh, five right. minutes. So uh, name that strain. You have to take off. Yeah. Let's play real quick. Wait, have a bam. There she Ooh. is. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? This one is pretty. Uh, and this one is month appropriate because this strain is very colorful and in this pride month. And so uh, that's ah. your hint on it. It is an indica made by crossing Moonbow with Skittles. And Man, the effects uh, are in its name. And so let's see if anybody's guessed that based on Moonbow and Skittles. Uh, are its parents and Chad Westport comes in with rainbow Always. belts. Yes, that is uh, what you are looking at is, of course, rainbow belts uh, from the Weedley. And so Weedley has uh, some stuff that we can we can read about it. Uh, and I'm going to put the, the strain back up there. Rainbow belts, also known as rainbow belt, is an indica uh, strain crossing moonbow with Skittles. Effects are mostly calming. They say it's a euphoric eye, feeling happy and relaxed, about 20% THC. Ideal choice with cannabis consumers with high tolerance, sedating qualities, so best for the evening hours. Flavor and aroma may remind you of sweet and fruity candy. Medical marijuana so patients choose rainbow belts to relieve system, symptoms associated with insomnia. Uh, strange into wispy nugs, curly bright orange hairs, and frosted green foliage. 65 days of flowering. 
time. Chad is a wee Jedi. He can be. He can be a wee Jedi. That is pretty interesting that he was able to pick that out, you know. And then, of course, we were doing kind of like a Pride Month kind of deal. On it. But hey, man, if you got to hop off, it's a good yeah, yeah. time to roll up the show. Uh, thank you, everybody, the, you know, our members. You know, shout out to the members and all the people that viewed. If you liked it, you know, go ahead and tag somebody or, or leave a comment so more people can check out the podcast. We'll see you uh, Sunday. I think we have a guest, actually. All right, cool. Oops, oops, oops.